welcome back to the Tabletop Vagabonds. Happy New Year 2021. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 2021. I hope you all had a good holiday. New Year, same campaign. As you know by now, Tabletop Vagabonds is a D&D real play podcast set in the homebrew world of Aria. I'm Alex Wright, your DM, and I'm joined by the abominable Amy. <laughs> it's icy out there, so I am certainly abominable. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm playing Melinda Renschnuzzle, a Sky Gnome Warlock. And I am joined by my dude, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm playing Finn, the Larsa Artificer. And I am joined by the Chthonic Craig. Whoa. Hey, everyone. I'm Craig. I play Volley Willowstar, the eight-year-old Volmanay wild magic sorcerer. And I am joined by the Alacritus Alex. Good evening. I'm playing Osric Springforge, the gear gnome forge cleric. And next to me is the tantalizingly tender Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> You've been speaking to my fiance. Um, uh, yes, and I am Tom, and I'm playing Corvanus, the Modana monk, and I am joined by our abyssal DM, Alex Wright. Oh, I wanted that one. <laughs> you demon. <laughs> well, before we get into it, we have a message from one of our friends over in Canada. Let's have a listen. Hey there, I'm Megan Catherine, host of Girl Meets Nerd, a podcast about my adventure into the nerdverse and your beginner's guide to becoming one. Up until a few years ago, I had only ever played Mario Kart and Monopoly, but then I met a very cute nerd who spent most of his time exploring imaginary worlds with his friends. Very quickly, I was won over by this nerd and his fantastical world of games and adventure, Join me on the Girl Meets Nerd podcast as I explore video games, board games, Dungeons and Dragons, and much, much more. You can find the Girl Meets Nerd on pretty much any music streaming service, including Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Meets Nerd Podcast so you don't miss a single drop of nerdy goodness. Last week, you guys came off the back of the sudden and dramatic attack on you today. Kavanis then led you guys to the Three Bolts to meet his contact, Tick, who hinted that there was a new movement in town who could be behind the attacks, called the Followers of the Eternal Message. He believed there was something nefarious at one of the old steam pipes. He led you guys to it, and you realised that there was a riddle on the front that once you said death, you got access to the steam pipe. In there, you found out on that day was actually induction day for some new members. You managed to sneak in by convincing Acolyte Abrix that you were one of the group and just interested in joining the cult itself. After interacting with him, you realised that the robes were actually mind-controlling all the Acolytes into doing terrible things. You freed Acolyte Abrix from his robe, and in return, he told you how to get to the High Priest. Doing the same technique that you used to get in, he showed you a doorway before leaving naked into the world, born in you. <laughs> We're picking up just after you see his glistening, plump peach of a bottom vanishing into the purple liquid. You love describing uh, sweaty uh, parts as glistening. <laughs> I do, I do. Glistening is just, it's just a good it's word. Good job nobody starts with G here. What did you get that every week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we are, guys. Cool. Okay, shall we try and go through this door? Mm. We can root out the cause of the problem straight away and solve this in one night. At least explore further before leaving. Do we go in, you know, guns blazing or do we take it a bit slow? Who's wearing the robes right now? No, we didn't put the robes on. Uh, that is a sensible decision, knowing that they control minds. <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> 
I think that's why we didn't put them on last time. <laughs> we did think about it, but luckily Finn saved us from what would have been a very terrible It makes, it makes so much thought. sense. I wouldn't put it past Folly, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> He's slowly collecting clothing items. For a tree, he's oddly obsessed with clothes. No, but Volley <laughs> is basically, he's just a tree. He he has no, like, parts oh, okay. per se that can dangle or nestle anywhere. However, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about those. I was whoa. thinking about arms. <laughs> However, he is still two wearing... two little acorns and a branch. <laughs> <laughs> he is still wearing, which looks like a dodgy little crop top, the Baldock Blubber Zvartfest 5 t-shirt that he picked up a few is. episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, not taking I, that off since he got it. I no. have a magic question for for the world. How many t-shirts does Volley have to wear before it it nulls the magic layer of the next one? Like, could he wear fifty t-shirts and then put on the magic robes and they don't work? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there is this glistening purple liquid in an archway that you've seen. That, that, oh, this one's glistening as well. <laughs> this one, that's shit. Yeah. There is the- <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to use a thesaurus. You're to, yeah, you're on to me now, shit. <laughs> there, there is this purple liquid in the shape of an archway shimmering in front of you. Very nice. If we go through without robes, I think they might cotton on to the fact that we're not from here. Yeah, but if we go through with robes, we'll be mind-controlled. What about if we drape the robes? You're handy with your tools, aren't you, Finn? Could you make some robes that look a lot like these but aren't controlling people uh i could certainly try can you there's loads of clothes around the place and i can make the yeah. perfect tools for the job oh right you can you mean there isn't a haberdashery in this uh in this cult headquarters if you wanted to i would allow you to try it but it, the time to make five robes no also, it takes me an hour to make the tools, so we can't hang yeah. around for that long in there. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess we could maybe, like, drape a robe over each shoulder and tie them together to make a pseudo-robe that we're not technically wearing. Yes. <laughs> Why don't we just say that it's too hot, and so we put the robe over our shoulders so that we do not perspire? Ooh, or we say we're waiting for them to get one in our size, and we're just holding on to these in the meantime. Yes, yes. Because obviously, uh, Volley's massive and we're tiny. So, you know, we're kind of in those opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, like everyone's a medium apart from us. <laughs> Tom's a Mordanus, which is a huge, bulking, broad, uh, effectively bull tiger. Oh, and obviously you too. We are in tier. <laughs> well, if I wore the medium, it would be like a brassiere on me. So this works. This I like this plan. <laughs> Volley's going to look around. Are there any curtains or... <laughs> tapestries or anything that you can kind of pull off the walls and wrap around his shoulders roll a d20 <laughs> 11 up yes there'll be some tapestries of zigris 15 15 yeah there are some tapestries of exactly the same color as the other robes this deep red it has a big print of the symbol on it but yeah they are the same color while this kind of conversation is happening between Carvanus and Finney, he's just going to like slink away from the group to the nearest kind of tapestry or, or curtain or big velvet banner, whatever it is, pull it with all his might off the walls, drape it around his shoulders. Guys, what about this? How do I look? <laughs> Roll performance. Oh, yes. This is what he likes. Boop. Boop, boop, boop. 11. It looks like he just tore a curtain and put it around his... <laughs> around his... <laughs> it looks great, Volley. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good first try. Cool. With that, Volley's going to pull all of the other curtains down and chuck them over everyone else. Now we all look the same. 
I think as you throw the curtain on me, I fall to the floor because I imagine it's quite a big, heavy curtain. <laughs> Taking me by surprise. I look a little bit like one of those ghosts that kids dress up as for Halloween with a sheet over my head. <laughs> Osric just happens to have as well the giant print of Zigris's symbol just over his head and body. A grand reveal, like something on a plate. Ta-da! <laughs> Can somebody cut me some eye holes, please? <laughs> Finn will uh, help out Osric and... Uh... And Mal and himself, and uh, they look like sort of safety scissors with the rounded end right. from his satchel. And he'll just start like holding the bit of fabric out and cutting away really carefully, and it will still look terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to like slice in the middle of the curtain and wear it like a tabard. <laughs> I think fashion show is what we're going for here, right? Yeah, yeah. we're just going to uh, wing it. Let's... Let's carry on. This has been working for us so far, so there's no reason why this approach wouldn't carry on working, right? Yes. Yeah. If anyone calls us out on it, we can just say they're wearing last season's robes. (laughs) (laughs) Great great thinking. Uh, So who's going through that door first? (laughs) Wait, I think Finn is onto something. Why don't we say we are the new designers? Yes. And we are modeling the next season's Clothing range for the cult. Yes, Mr. Mordanus, that's a great idea. I can't see a single flaw in that idea. (laughs) We're taking influence from all over the world. That's why I'm here, to bring influence from the Grove. And that's why Melinda's here, to bring influence from the Sky Gnomes. And Osric from the Gear Gnomes, we're bringing the world into the cult. You're you're a genius. You're a genius. I like it, but I'm worried if we draw attention to the fact that these aren't the robes, they might try and put their spell on these robes. But then we just chant that crap. Death begets birth. Um, Alex, from my investigation check last time, can I tell whether or not it's a spell cast on the robes or the spell's woven into the robes? The spell is woven into the robes. So it's an act of when you create the robes, the spell is enacted upon the robes rather than you sew the robes and then you cast a spell. It's a part of the robes. It's been sewn into the robes rather than cast onto the robes. I don't think we have to worry about that, guys. I'm pretty sure they have to do the spell when they create the robes. I think we'll be okay. Great. Well, uh, who wants to go first through this door? Now he's got his robe on. He's got his Bordock blubber t-shirt is on still. He was a bit nervous when he met the Acolyte first time, but now he's got this renewed confidence. He feels like a genuine star, and he's going to like, this door is practically glistening. Let's go. And he just walks through it. Okay, so a couple of things are going to happen. Oh, gosh. One, I just know everyone's following him. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Kulvanis okay. following him. Striking a pose. Two. You all die. <laughs> I need to know, Volley, if your Baldock Blubber t-shirt is showing or not. Um, <laughs> so the way Volley is moving, he's wrapped this thing around his shoulders like he's on a catwalk. He's definitely strutting his stuff. Sachet. Sachet, yeah. Sachet away. If you're paying attention, you'll you'll probably see it. Volley and everyone else. Volley sees his first, obviously, but only by a second, because you come in. You come in, and one thing that's important about these doors is they don't make sound as you go through them. You literally just walk through. There's no liquid sound or anything like that. You literally just go through them. You walk into a small room with plush cushions all on the outside. There is a Shea lounge in the middle with a Sildred lying down, eyes closed, bobbing his head. There are two gnomes in red robes lying on the floor, also with their eyes closed, hands behind their head, bobbing their head. In the center is a small white sphere that is currently playing music and you hear total eclipse of the Svart. Oh, yes. They have not noticed you coming in at all. Wait, have we walked in on a stoner hang? (laughs) And 
you hear the children on the Shea Lounge just go, oh, you see, man, that's just, that's how Baldock does it. He just hits that note, man. I'm going to turn to Volley and go, I think the one on the Chez Lounge is the high priest. Are you whispering? Sorry. Yeah. Roll stealth. Volley's reaction is just going to be a turn to him. He's going to look him dead in the eyes and just grin. 18. Yeah, you whisper, that's fine. The two cultists and the Sildred have not noticed you. They're still just bobbing their head and just eyes closed, absorbed by the sweet, dulcet sounds of Baldic Blubber. So Volley's going to turn to Corvanus as he whispers to him, give him a big, big grin. He's, let's kick this off. Open his robes a little bit. Ha! Total Eclipse of the Zvart. That's a good track. It's a good track. But I was there three days ago at Zvartfest 5. He was impeccable. You guys... We've got some cool things to show you. They all just immediately startle. They don't expect anyone to be in there at all. The two cultists jump to their feet and the Sildred, who you now see is clearly from Lethel because he has the face tattoos and markings, the kind of tribal markings and tattoos that only Sildred from Lethel have. Mm. Who the hell are you? What are you wearing? Ah, my friends. This is my team. We are the new designers of next season's robes. We have come to share them with you. And I am... So happy that you are a Baldock Blubber fan. And then he opens his robe to show the t-shirt. We all love the Blubber. We really want to make the best robes that we can. (laughs) And for those that do not want to be constricted by robes, we also have tabards or throws that are still adorning the cult's signature design, but are less restrictive, so more suitable for combat. (laughs) Now, if the high priest would come with us, we can show him the catalogue of the different fabrics that they will come in. With our new selection, you'll not only be able to be part of a collective, but also an individual. (laughs) (laughs) Show off your zigorous flair. As Finn says this, Osric sort of gestures to himself at the logo. <laughs> Osric, you're still, you're still just covered in a giant kind with eyes, right? I'm a sheet of little eye holes and I'm just gesturing at my own body. And as you can see, for the stealthy ones among you, we even have the coverall fashioned by our gear gnome. Tom, as you're talking the most, roll persuasion with advantage because you have the team with you. Oh dear. Short thing, Mr. DM. And the Baldock Blubber t-shirt, let's be fair. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, think it's really going to help. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did you it's fall a... over your robe as you spoke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a five. He's getting too carried away in this speech. I mean, as he does it, where he's cut the tabard, he stands on the front, the front rips off, and then they can clearly see the just a car symbol underneath <laughs> on his clothes. <laughs> He's just carrying on still, just like... Oh shit, it's a Justica! Guys, kill them! Kill them! Protect no, me! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. This is part of our fashion show. Fashion is danger! Can Melinda start spinning around, swirling her cape, and trying to walk in between them like a catwalk, throwing some poses? Again, they're not that great. It's sort of a similar thing to her dancing, but she's just gonna... Can Finn also start spinning around... Okay. As you can see, these cloaks, these tabards, these robes that we have designed beautifully for you, not only do they provide stealth, not only are they free-flowing and easy to move in, beautifully depicted by my dancing friends here, they are also easy to remove in times of danger or trouble as somewhat clumsily uh, depicted by my friend Carvanas here. 
He is simply here to show you that if you're in trouble or you get caught, much like a collar on a little pet, you can pull it and it will run off and then you can get the fuck out of there because your safety is our real concern. Melinda rolled performance first. Craig, give a result afterwards, but roll now. Deception with disadvantage. <laughs> God, for fuck's sake. <laughs> roll 20 is not our friend. I got seven. I should have stuck to talking. I'm much better at that. <laughs> Fuck. That's a seven. First, the high priest goes, is, are you flirting with me? What is you, Is this a seduction dance? Like, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is one way you can wear the ropes. It doesn't matter. Kill them. Everyone oh. initiative. What the fuck is wrong with my rolling? We've literally rolled a three, a five, a seven, a nine, a seven, and then another five. I got a seven. Uh, Corvanus is 18, but he wished you'd have got two rolls ago. <laughs> 12. Oh, God, another five. Well, I get an eight, actually, but... Asri got a 10, and as he does, he, a bit late to the party, shouts, Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. First, to act, there is a lair action. So the high priest is going to go, There is no way that I would ever have my acolytes seen in those clothes. You are pathetic. And he's going to look you dead in the eye, Volley, as he says that. Roll Christmas saving throw. Well, you're cult is stupid and we have other things to do and better ways to actually make some money than work with you numpties oh for fuck's sake i got a seven you feel as though he has just absolutely destroyed you internally you take 1d4 of mental damage they sound like some cutting words to me as he's saying it he's like we don't need to <laughs> to work with you <laughs> i was like i can't do it okay and volley just like bursts into tears we are clothes made by blind people. I'm not blind. It's so mean. Next is the high priest turned himself to actually roll pretty well. He is going to. He's going to go for Corvanus because Corvanus is very obviously a Justicar. He's going to look at you and go, your Justicar order has no power here. Nark. <laughs> Drop your weapons. <laughs> Use the spell command on you. Do your wisdom saving throw. Uh, and I rolled an eight. So I will drop my weapons. So I think you just miss your turn. Okay. That's your action for this round, basically. Is it bad that I think that guy's really cool? After he does that, he then just reaches in the pocket and puts on some really cool dark shades. So, Corvanus, you are stunned by the sheer coolness of this guy and questioning internally, are you a narc? Volley, it's you. He's going to take a little step forward. Look, I think we might have got off on the wrong foot here. I, I think I surprised you with, with the new robes, and, and I understand that. And I understand you don't like them, and we can work. We can work together on that. We're here. We're here to support your cult. That's fine. But I, you know, you're a Bulldog Bubba fan. I'm a Bulldog Bubba fan. Would you kindly just stop hitting us and let us go? He says as he casts suggestion. So he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. This is to the high priest, correct? Correct. Uh, Eleven. Ah, <laughs> twelve. He does what I say. You know what, man? This guy's a narc and all, but. You like the Bloodmeister. You're pretty cool. The Bloodmeister's the best. Long live the Zvart. All right, all right. You know what? If you guys... Do you want to just hang out and listen to his new EP? It's Beating Zvart, baby. Beating Zvart. <laughs> that sounds great. Let's. Maybe we can just work on these robes a little bit more as well. All right, all right. Just, well, sit you know, down. Like, come on. Join the circle, man. Sorry, yeah, come I... Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Sorry That's I had to. I just really don't like the clothes you put together, you know? like This guy, he's not a narc. He's a bit weird. You know, he just likes to dress up in provocative clothing and he thought the Justicar symbol would be funny and I told, tried to tell him not to, but you know what these Modanas are like. They do what they want. As he says that, I uh, sidle up to Osric and go, uh, I'm whispering sort of to Osric. 
<laughs> Osric! Slightly louder than necessary. What? <laughs> I can't hear you through the sheet. <laughs> what are we gonna do? I mean, this guy seems pretty cool, so it might be fun to hang out, but I think he might also be evil. You, you always seem uh, to know what's going on. <laughs> what guy? I can't see shit. Can, can you can you help me oh, get this Oh yeah, robot? sorry. And as he says that, I readjust his eye holes, open them up a bit more so he can see a bit better. Oh oh yeah yeah that, that that's better. What room is this? I don't I don't understand culture these days. What are these kids? What music is this? While you're having that conversation, you just hear the high priest with his arm around volley. Yeah, apparently he was mid eating a sildred while making this music. Man, it's so cool. Yeah, I I heard that he when when I was when I was over there for uh, Zvartfest, they had all these little gnomes. They had these jackals that were trying to eat them. It was kind of wild. Oh my god, my god, my god! I, I wish I was there, man. I wish, like just the energy, man. The energy of so Zvartfest. good. I've never been. His- oh. Man, look, let me check the t-shirt out. I caught it in the crowd from the Bloodmeister himself. Like, it was such a cool moment. Oh, man. Volley turns to everyone. Guys, let's just take a seat and, and just, just chill out for a moment. So now that I can see, I will repeat back to uh, to Finn. What what are we looking for here, then? Is, that, is we looking for a desk or, or documents? or? I mean, I was kind of following Corvanus's lead, trying to find out what the cultists were up to and and try and report back on that, but it kind of have uh, gone in with both feet, some might say. Yeah, he looks like he got caught with his pants down. We needed to find the people responsible for the attack on Unity Day, and we have. We What's that? Should No, ignore, ignore them. They're, they're, what? they're always Unity, bickering about themselves. Uh, this is about Unity Day? Yeah, we, we, we were part of the attack on Unity Day. Oh. The way we're trying to do things is we like try to sit with a cult for a little bit, kind of find out what they're doing specifically and how they work and how they like to run their group. And then we can use their inspiration and their influence on the new robes. So obviously the ones that we're wearing now were from another cult um, down south. You know, let's sit down, tell us what's going on here. We can work together and get you some kick-ass robes. Two things. One, the group that is having a full-on conversation about what to do next to catch the guys who are doing the cult. While stood in front of them. <laughs> yeah, stood in front of them. David rolls stealth for the group. That is a nat one. Oh. For the record, we are whispering to each other kind of behind the scenes of their loud conversation, right? Yes, but in a very yeah, small but a room. nat one doesn't really help that. <laughs> Look, you know what? I know I don't want to hurt you guys, but I'm getting a lot of harsh vibes from you. A lot of judgment is coming my way. I feel that you're judging a lot right now. Do you want to just step up? I think you should leave, okay? I think no, I no. think you should leave. Right. You know what? Osric is going to draw his hammer and say, I've about had it with your youthful shit and your fun guy music. Tell us what we want to know and we won't fuck your head in. <laughs> you just you just hear Molly just go, oh no. <laughs> Osric has come out as the ultimate square. <laughs> Okay, uh, everyone's back in initiative. Are we re-rolling? No, we'll pick up where we were at, just for ease. Fittingly, where we were in initiative anyway, it's Osric. <laughs> <laughs> that is very fitting. I'm going to carry on to what I was doing before, which is still with the sheet over my head. I'm going to try and, <laughs> you know, bash this guy's head in. Okay. There are two other cultists as well, remember, but yeah. Yeah, I will say for the record that Osric did have a sheet over his head and he still can't see properly. What do you think I rolled? A two. Ooh, ooh, I'm gonna say two. Nat twenty. Oh, you're you're all being very optimistic here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone made this sheet a bit too long for me going up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh my god, that's two ones in a row. <laughs> I trip over with a sheet that's over my head, and I go sprawling. I big up all my words and just how done I am, and I land on my face, 
next to his toes. <laughs> wow, that was pretty embarrassing, honestly. Um, Luckily, you can't see my face. Is he okay in there? Next, Finn, it's you. He's fine, he's fine. He does this all the time. It's part of his uh, combat technique. <laughs> I really wish I didn't. He's going to pat Osric on the shoulder and just go, don't worry, man, you got this. And he's going to cast Heroism on Osric. So you get plus four HP and you can't be frightened. Nice. Um, nice. Osric's sheet looks very brave on the floor. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think that's everything Finn can do at the moment. Okay. Mal, it's you. Uh, so I've been dancing around in my cape. And I'm going to say, your robe's not so good looking at yourself, Eldritch Blast. Oh, for goodness sake, I rolled a six. What? You uh, use Eldritch Blast and it kind of fizzles out. You make his cloak bellow a bit. Ooh, mm. that's actually pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> like a wind fan. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're not so bad after all. <laughs> uh, cultist one. So the other cultist is going to go, kill the knock, kill the knock. Uh, he's going to run in and attack Corvanus. Okay. Uh, 15. Oh, I have 15. That's 1d6 plus one. He does five damage. Take that knock. You're going to go tell mum about that one, are you? Hmm? Hmm? You're going to go tell mum? Do not a knock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the next one's going to come in, and he's going to attack Finn for a 17. That hits. Five damage as he swipes. Yes, yes. Die, die. Death begets birth. Die, die. Keep blowing my leader's cape. It looks really cool. I feel more intimidated and powered by him now. Thank you. Next is the layer action. Look, and now he looks even cooler. He's got these cool shades on. His cloak's bellowing behind him. And he's going to lift up his shades, look Melinda dead in the eye, and go, what was that? Was that a spell? Who even are you? Roll a wisdom saving throw. I am so glad that people are just ignoring the pile of sheets on the floor right now. <laughs> you are protected by the power of shame. <laughs> 16. 16, that passes. That's a lie. Yeah, you tell him, Mal. Oh, you're pretty brave, huh? You think you're pretty cool. You should see what she does to cages. She destroys them like that. It's nobody's business. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's his turn now. He's also going to try and attack you, Mal. He doesn't like the fact you've not bent down to his will. He's going to cast Inflict Wounds. Sounds painy. <laughs> he swipes to hit you. Oh... Amy, 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 Amy. You just nat 20? I just nat 20. Amy, Amy, Amy. I'm so sorry. Ouch! You get 3d10 necrotic damage. Wait, so she's going to take 30 plus 3d10? Yes. Because it's a crit. How much? I mean, mean, you're not going to get to 40, hopefully. Okay, so he insta off the bat does 30 damage. 30 necrotic damage. I kind of hate our rule about crit. (laughs) It's, it's fine not, it, when it's it's fine when you're DM Alex. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not so fun when it's used against you, is it? <laughs> um, he rolls a six, a two, and a three. So six. Oh two. my god, that's that's quite one. That's, what is that? Six plus two is that's eight. forty-one. Forty-one. I would die instantly. Have you just lied there to make it not so? Was that luck? Uh, no, no, legit, legit. He's just rolled, in, including the original crit, he's got 41. Okay, well, that means that Melinda is on <laughs> one minus HP. If you'd have hit me one more, I would be no more. Fuck. God damn it, we're lucky. I mean, I'm lucky, Alex, but also incredibly lucky. Don't crit on us. <laughs> I'm not You're trying not allowed. The DMs are allowed to crit. Melinda's on death save rolls. <laughs> Again. Again. I'm going to rub off the 20 on your dice. Yeah. Melinda goes straight down. 
didn't look like it's so badass now, does it? Belinda, no! I also am now on the floor in a pile of cloak. (laughs) (laughs) Kovanis, it's you. So my question now is, is it an action or a bonus action to pick up my weapon? Bonus. Bonus action. Okay, cool. I shall pick up my axe and I shall swing at uh, which one's closest to me? Is it the? It won't be the priest leader. It will be one of the, his minions, right? One of the minions. Yeah, the one's like knack, knacky, knack, knack, and he's kind of stabbing towards you. I'll show you who the knack is. Hadouken. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm gonna try and hit. Him. Okay. So if, if that wasn't clear. <laughs> no, you, you're gonna play Street Fighter two against him. <laughs> Best of three. Nineteen. Cool, that will do it. Yep, absolutely, you'll hit him. Lovely. And I will do nine damage. There's a moment of fear in his eyes. He realized he perhaps pushed you too far. Finish him. I'm going to poke him, jab him with the battle axe. Guess you're the narc now, uh, minion. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying, but I don't get what you mean. And in true form, Kavana stays bad with words. <laughs> Next in the action is Volley, it's you. Has the guy still got his arm around me? No. No, he no. stopped that a while ago. So I'm just stood next to him now. <laughs> he literally yeah. just punched me nearly to permanent <laughs> yeah. death, so if he was still hugging you. You know what? Yes. He has his arm around you, and you see him as his arm's still around you. He punches Melinda to death almost. Pretty impressive, huh? Still thinking one of his buddies. Volley's going to put his arm around the leader. He's going to go, oh, she was the worst. I know, man. Honestly. I'll give you a way to get these guys done so fast. And then Volley pulls out a green jelly bean. You eat this. It will make you so strong. The next punch will hit them so hard. Roll deception with advantage because you are his balding blubber friend. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nat 20. Let's go. (laughs) What? No way. Yes. (laughs) All right. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Do it. He's going to vom on me. She's going to take the green jelly bean, look at the narc that is Corvanus and go, see what I did to your friend? Get ready for something really impressive. Eat the jelly bean. Uh, how much damage was it again? It takes 1d4 of damage. Also, is that my action? Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Okay, yeah. then can I please use Quicken Spell to turn Magic Missile into a bonus action? Yeah, sure. Then I would like to do that. Before I do it, I'm going to step back from him. You've now entered the world of the Volmanet. And he's going to wink at him, thrust both his hands forwards, and like simultaneously, all three giant wooden thorns just fly out of volley and pierce the uh, cultist leader. You've never seen such a look of pure betrayal and sadness in a face as you have right now. <laughs> as the high priest looks at you like, bro, why? But we were blubheads. <laughs> You're so pleased with yourself about that. How many different names for this fandom have you come up with so far? I'm making up on the spot, but I love each and every one of them, right? Sorry, is he vomiting now? I can't remember. He's about to. When he's he's about to. So he takes 11 damage in total. So that's the three magic missile and the green jelly bean. So these thorns go flying into him. They start stabbing him. You will never be a real blubhead. He looks at you with such sadness in his eyes, and then he just vomits all over Melinda. <laughs> over the cape that is on top of me. Over the cape that's on top of Melinda, he just vomits. Oh, God! And there's a mixture of um, vomit and, like, blood in it. 11 damage. Ooh. Yep. Okay. You've always been a faker. Total Eclipse of the Zvart. It's his worst track. No! <laughs> You're lying! <laughs> it's his bad! <laughs> that's right. Beating Zvart babies way better. Okay. Osric, what are you doing on the floor? <laughs> 
I am going to keep going with what I'm good at, which is crawling over the floor in the direction of Melinda. Heroic. And reaching out for her ankle, I'm going to cast Spare the Dying, which will um, stabilize her. Thank you. Get back up to my feet and uh, take the sheet off my head at last. Good job, Osric. As he sees Osric uh, is like looking after Mal, he's going to basically just sort of turn to the cult leader and just, well, I'd say rage in his eyes, but you could never tell. Um, and I'm going to uh, pull out Bang and I'm going to have a crack. That's a 23. Jesus. That will hit. Is that nat 20? No. No. Five damage. Way to kick a man when he's down, bro. God. I mean, you're barely a man. So Mal is unconsciously lying, but she's alive, which is good. Cultist one, don't shoot my lord. He is the greatest. He is the knowledgeable. I mean, he's not exactly top of the creme in terms of the order, but he's still pretty up there. He's pretty cool. And he's going to swing to hit Finn that's next to him. Hopefully trying to actually hit this time. 15. Misses. You are just really quite infuriating. I mean, I'm very glad that my uh, infusion made my armor plus one to what it was. Otherwise, that would have hit. And now it's another layer action. The high priest is going to look at Folly. He's still vomiting. You know what? I think you don't even like the Bloodmeister. Roll a Christmas saving throw. What if I don't want to? Uh, then you're out of the podcast. <laughs> then you will be ejected. 16. 16, you pass. Yeah, Molly's like, I'm the only true Bloodmeister. You're the faker here. It's now his turn and he is going to... He's going to try and stab you, Volley. He's going to... He got a two and his second attack, he got a three. He's just cradled, holding his stomach, still vomiting. Take that! Take that! And he misses. Volley's just like shaking his hips. You can't hit me, can you? Corvanus, it's you. Okay, I will move in to hit the um, high priest, if that's okay. Oh, welcome to the party, Nark. Like their number two hit. Another one bites the Zvart. You're about to learn the meaning. <laughs> and then I will try and... Uh, it. Do Not it. with a D8, that would be... I mean, you can try thing. with a D8 if you want. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say ooh, you miss. Ooh, I might miss anyway. It was 11. Uh, that will miss. Oh, uh, damn it. Uh, Volley, it's you. Come back here so I can stab you. Just step a little bit forward, please. Just like a little bit. My knife's quite short. Can you just come on, please? Do you know what? We are friends. I mean, if that volley does take a step forward and then flings his arm forwards again and hits him with another three magic missiles. Fires three more big, chunky, thorny bits of wood towards him. For a moment, he looks very happy. And then... Nine damage. Ooh, he is pow, looking pow, pow. incredibly bad. Osric, it's you. So how badly is this court leader looking now? Because he's been hit a few times now. He's got a mixture of vomit and blood <laughs> down his face and chest. He has thorns sticking out all side of him. He's crouched over, holding his stomach. He looks very weak. All right, well, finally back on his feet um, and, yeah, breathing slightly heavily himself after overexerting himself earlier. (sighs) Isn't it time for you to just give up and talk again? Sit your ass down and listen to what we have to say. Roll persuasion. Motherfucker. Nine. (laughs) I still think I could win this, man. I feel pretty confident. Um... Like, I might not look it. I'm kind of like a hidden tiger. You know, like I pounce. You don't see it coming any minute now. All right, can I try and hit him in the kneecaps with my hammer? (laughs) (laughs) You're flipping like go full on mobster on him. Uh, Yes, yes, you can. And shout, (laughs) where's my money? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm rolling like shit as always. I only got a 10. Uh, 10 will miss. 
Wow, it doesn't look like you really want to talk, man. God. I don't really want to do anything. Finn. <laughs> cool. Uh, Finn, uh, seeing that this is, uh, situation's not resolving itself as fast as he'd like, is uh, going to cast Arcane Weapon as a bonus action. Okay. He's going to enhance Bang with fire damage. Uh, so that gives me an extra 1d6 onto my attack. Okay. Goddamn. Any second now, I'm just going to pounce and you'll all be dead. Just just you wait. Any, any, give me like a minute, maybe maybe two. That's uh, 20 dirty. That will hit. Any second now, I'll come and you'll all, you will regret this so much. And that is uh, 15 damage total. Finn. Finish the high priest. <laughs> As he's trying to be cool, Finn just looks him down and just goes like, you think you're so cool, but you look a mess. And then just guns him down. Any second. Literally straight to the temple, you shoot him. There's like a little burn mark where the hole went in and he just falls down to the ground, lying beside his musical box. Woo! Oh, there's still one cultist left. Upon seeing his leader die, right, well, this is awkward. Um, you're <laughs> trying to run through the door. Is he running past me? He is, yes. So, opportunity attack, yeah? Yes. Ooh, that's a nine. He's going to run straight past you and out through the purple liquid. You are out of combat. Guys, should, should we not stop that guy? Also, maybe I'll heal Mal. <laughs> Corvanus is going to holster his axe. Huh. And they never even realized I was the narc. <laughs> <laughs> As he says that, I'm going to walk up to Mal and uh, I'll uh, cure wounds and give her 7 HP. Thank you very, very much. So she'll be back up with 7 HP. Oh, God. Why does this keep happening? Are you still really hurt, Mal? You don't look very good. I feel quite sick, actually. Oh, he's ripped my robe. And it smells. Oh, and I'm going to just, like, toss the robe off <laughs> me, like, in horror. Oh, God. I'll speak a healing word for Mal, giving her another 6 HP. What is the word you choose? Heal. <laughs> wow we are plumbing the depths of our creativity and imagination with it's that about one. as original as Corvanus's comebacks as that's happening there's still baldic blubber music playing from that white circle Baldi's loving it uh no seeing as i missed missed the chance to hit everything in that room can i go and just smack it with my hammer Oh, can Volley try and get there first? If he sees Osric. competitive decks to see if it's destroyed or stolen yeah. oh, can i um help Osric? uh Having just woken up in this horrible... <laughs> Can I give a help action to Volley? Okay, yeah, give a help action to Volley. Yeah, and I'm helping Osric, so... <laughs> PvP! <laughs> so what are we doing? Are we both rolling twice? Osric roll yeah. twice, Volley roll twice. Thank you. Uh, seven. Oh, for fuck... Um, my best was a ten. Okay, oh. so Volley, you reach for it, but Osric manages to smash down this small white circle. As the box is destroyed, you see there's two little sprites, both with like mohawks and leather jackets, looking up at you quite annoyed. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah, what the hell, Osric? I'll just sweep them away with the head of my hammer. Ah, no, 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 fuck you! Uh... Come on, why would you do that? I was going to take that, and I could have listened to the Bloodmeister more. Osric! Osric, I'm kind of concerned that he's still talking about Baldur Blubber like he actually liked yeah. him. This guy seems a little obsessed. I do like him. <laughs> I think we might need to have an intervention. Um, yeah, Volley, I've got some great tunes on my Sprite pod. Look, Baldrick Blubber is probably one of the first pop musicians you heard. And I'm just telling you, he's a gateway into much, much better stuff. Just you wait. But right now, I don't think it's the time to be cracking out my, uh, the tunes. Fine. 
The music stopped, and you are now standing in a quiet room with the dead body of the high priest and another cultist. I think we should maybe hide this guy, or take him with us for evidence. Guys, I think we better get out of here. That other cultist ran out, and we're probably going to get guys showing up real soon. We should probably make a pretty swift exit. I agree. Uh, Is there anything in here we can take, though? What are you looking for? Uh, Clues. Can I uh, loot the cultist's body? (laughs) Yes. Both of you roll uh, investigation. While um, he's doing that, can I take a picture of the uh, cultist's body? Like, maybe I'll get Finn to pose. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will totally, like a a hunter who's just killed his prey. I'll hold up bang next to him, just sort of like a, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I get a 21 on my investigation to loot. I got an 8. Okay, so Corvallis, you look around the room, you can't really see anything. Finn, you find five gold pieces on the priest. You find four rolled up spliffs. A small baggie of yellow powder, which if you roll... You can roll medicine for both. Uh, 19. The powder you recognise is Sprite Dust, which is a common illegal drug, and also the food that Sprites sustain themselves on. And the rollies you don't recognise. When searching the body, you find a note. It's written in Sildred. Who speaks Sildred? I do not. So you can't read it. It's in a language you don't understand. Um, hey guys, I found this note. I don't really know what it says. I can't read it. Any of you guys want to take a crack? I can't read. Uh, me. Um, can I take it out of your hand and have a look at it? Yeah, I, I hand it to Mal. Yeah, this handwriting's hard to make out, but uh, it's in Sildred. It says, As promised, you will have what you want. The time to act is now. Burn them all. Ooh. We must remove this shroud of safety. Their undoing will be their arrogance. Let them learn the way of the death. Oh, I don't know if I can re- read it anymore. It finishes with a little message here. P.S. Please stop sending me Bulldog Blubber. Uh, it's terrible. I won't listen to it. Oh, well, I mean, at least we have one thing we can agree on. <laughs> and, and it's signed with the letter H. Hmm. Most curious. Hmm. Must be the name of the uh, next one up in the chain. Yeah. I'll put this in my pocket. Uh, maybe uh, it'll mean some sense to somebody else. No leads to who that might be, though. Just H. Does that mean anything to you? Nothing to me. Maybe we should take it back to his highness. What if H means highness? Says out of nowhere and then scares himself and goes, no, that's silly. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I think we should try to get out of here and get back to his royal highness. This cult, as we saw, they were large in number. We can't possibly hope to take them all. We need reinforcements from Tyr. We need them to send in the guard. I agree with Kovanis, especially considering how well it went last time we tried to talk these guys out of something. Also, whilst all of this is happening, whilst Finn is searching the body and everyone's now rolling him up into a Sildred spliff, can Volley, <laughs> he will have followed the sprites with his eyes. Can he kind of see if they're still about? They just sat really forlorn in the corner. One of them's like crying and the one's got his arm around it. It'll be all right, buddy. We'll get a new sprite pod. It'll be fine. Volley's going to go over to the, to the little sprites. He's going to go, hey. If I if I get you a new stone, will, will you come with me? And then you can serenade me with the bald up blubber songs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we live to play music. Not just bald up blubber, we can play so much music. Okay, um, I don't really have pockets, so I, I have to store you inside me. But it's, it's roomy, there's loads of places for you to hang out. Sure, uh, how, yeah, how fine. Does that sound? Cool, yeah, I, fine. I, I, like, I like put my hand out for them to like hop on. Both of them will jump onto your hand. I'm called Punk and this is called Rock. Hello. You've got names. I'm Volley. 
okay, I'll speak to you soon. I don't want the other ones, the others to know. They just disappear into into interval is like essence pouch. Roll stealth, and you'll have to beat everyone's passive perception if you don't realise that you've done that. Yay. I love it when it's a minus one. Yeah, that's a two. <laughs> Volley thinks he's whispering, but he's what like, he's doing is he's actually in the corner going, oh my God, little sprites, please come with me, please. <laughs> They're like, mohawks are like blowing back from yeah. the camp, <laughs> how loudly you're talking to them. Everyone's noticed, while Finn's been checking the body, even Finn noticed that Volley is just having a full-on conversation with these sprites <laughs> and they're just climbing up and disappearing into him. Put the sprites down, Volleys. It's not hurting anyone. Yeah, they're going to be my sprite pod. You don't know where they've been. I mean, we know exactly where they were, Colvanas. They were in that sprite pod that was owned by the evil cult leader. Exactly. Oh, clicks his fingers and they both appear back in his hand again. Mr. Punk and, and Mr. Rock, can I ask you a quick question? Both of them just pop their heads out of the nook on your hand. Yeah, what's up? Did you, by chance, hear anything untoward while you were sprite podding for the cult fellow who was a bit of a jackass? Oh, um, see... You, you're safe now. You put me in a pickle. Oh, he's dead, actually, so that doesn't count. See, under sprite technology law and terms and conditions, we cannot talk about what we hear from our owner under pain of death. But now that he's dead, I guess we can kind of talk about it. There was a lot of talking about the attack on, uh, I think they called it... Unity Day? Yes, that was it. A lot of attack yeah. on Unity Day. Okay. And how he made me create a whole playlist for, he called it Murder Playlist, and it was a lot of angry songs that he said he was going to play while the attack was happening. Mm-hmm. and that they were doing it because people didn't understand about death and how the word of Zagus. Mm. What's his name? I think he means Ziggurus. Yeah, that's it, Ziggurus. They didn't understand about the word of Ziggurus, and they were being paid to do the attack because he really wanted, I don't know what he wanted, but they really wanted something, and someone was giving it to him for the attack if he got him and some other chapters of his cult to attack people at, Yaunity Day. That's great. Did you ever hear him talk to anyone that had the name beginning with H? By any chance? Both Punk and Rock look at each other. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's very kind. You, you can go back inside now. If you want, I can sing you like a theme song inside your head. Yes, please. Okay. And they just pop it back in and you start hearing this very nice classical music. It's always... <laughs> As a player now, I'm imagining it to be just like the Jurassic Park theme tune yeah. <laughs> in my head. There's a loud voice across the entire room. Attention, attention. It appears some people have infiltrated our training day and killed... What? Definitely not killed our Supreme High Priest. Definitely not done that. <laughs> But they are doing bad thing. Get off the mic. But, but get off. Oh, oh. There's some intruders. Please kill them. And no, they have not. I repeat, not killed our supreme high leader. He cannot die. Death begets birth. Death begets birth. That's right. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound very good. You just hear Osric mumbling from across the room. Surely if death begets birth, then it doesn't matter if the high priest just died. And then a baby just plops out the high priest's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Make it canon. Make it canon. Absolutely don't make it canon. Oh, holy make shit, it canon. Dude, please. <laughs> oh, God. That no, no, that doesn't happen. Obviously, that doesn't happen. Fuck. Oh, God. Okay, anyway. Uh, I think we should get out of here. We need to get back and rally the guard. I need to keep these sprites safe. Are the high priest's robes also contaminated with magic like the others? 
I'm asking the group. I'm holding it out. As I investigate the first set, would I be able to tell? You have to roll again, mate. Okie dokie. Roll Arcana with advantage. 14. It doesn't have the mind control and magic of the other ones. It feels different. By understanding the essence inside it, you can understand that what this is, is a cloak of Featherfall. Um, Kavana, sir, this, this isn't like the other cloaks. This one's different. It's got... Oh, wow. Got the Featherfall spell woven into it. Hmm. Well, they said that the high priest wasn't dead. So how about one of us wears this? And then if we run across anyone, we can simply say that they're the high priest. Oh, no, no. Because they, they will recognize I look around the group to see if anyone is even remotely the same build as the high priest. Almost certain no one is. Volley's got his hand up. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll be the high priest. Vali, I don't want to ruin your hopes, but much like the bald art blubber t-shirt from Zvartfest, you can't wear this. We're a similar height. Perhaps you should keep this safe until someone higher up can get a good look at it. Let's buck it out of here. That dissimilar in height. We look kind of the same. <laughs> Vali, Vali, you're, you're a tree. Are there any other ways out of this room? The only way out of it is through the purple liquid, but you know that that purple liquid leads to the corridor and then the opposite side is the way out that you came in in the first place to the entire pipe. Okay, I suggest we be quick. We knew the cultists left the room. That's the only way we know how to get out of here. As I'm close to the doorway, I go, I completely agree with Kovanas. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You go through the liquid, you're back inside the steam pipe, and then on the other side is where you came in first of all, but obviously it is just metal at this particular moment. Is this where we came in? I kind of remember this being the entrance, but I don't see it. So you come, you go out through the purple liquid, it takes you back into the giant steam pipe in the corridor. I'm assuming you guys are running straight to the exit. Yeah. That's my plan. Yep. Naruto running. As you run back to the exit, you don't bump into anyone. You hear across the uh, announcement, Gavin! Gavin, stop eating the buffet, please. Can you can you search? Do you mind searching? Could you No? Fuck's sake. As you get to where you came in, it is now just a plain metal wall with a symbol of Zigris on it. I just yelled death at the wall repeatedly. Death, 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 death. It does absolutely nothing. Okay, Os Osric is gonna cast Searing Smite onto his hammer and glowing white hot strike it with the head. And again, the language of Damon appears that you don't understand. I'm still going, death, 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 death. Uh, what does the language say? It's the same riddle as before. I will say death in demon then. It immediately opens and the purple liquid appears again. And then I'm going to bucket through. Cool. Everyone goes through, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yes. Unless it wants to stay with this cult. No. Nope. <laughs> Volley likes their musical taste and therefore decides to stay. Volley's intrigued by the buffet. As you go through, Volley, I'm assuming you're at the back of the tallest. The last yes. thing you hear comes through the announcement. Gavin, for God's sakes, man. You're the security around here. And then you go out. The entire cult area is built inside the pipes. So you're back in the city of Tyr. You're just in the street. Yeah. Gavin sounds fun. Let's try and blend back in as fast as we can. Let's walk this way. Try to blend in. It seems we have all the evidence that we need to take back to King Arando and the council. I suggest we make our way back up. I would love for you to accompany me. I do not know if these streets will be safe. I'll go with you. Says Wally as he like tightens his his makeshift robe around him a little bit. Kind of like this though. Yeah, let's let's wrap this up. I'm trying to wrap myself up. It's cold. <laughs> Kavanas, on you, you have an MSN messenger you could send to the Kirador camp, and you know that you can arrange a meeting with them at a local pub, the Silly Sildred. I will use my uh, my sprite pad. A little guy pops up who looks like an old timey post office guy. A little bag full of letters. A little telegraph guy. Yeah, little telegraph guy, little blue cap. Please sign in with your username and status. Uh, username is just a car underscore 
One. Okay. <laughs> Add your status. Hi, just a car to his highness, King Arando. Okay, do you mind if I put like squiggly marks either side of that? Why would you put squiggly marks? It's just what people do. Uh, okay, don't worry about it, it's fine. No smileys. Okay, I'll just put like some lyrics or something. What can I tell people about you, sir? Please contact uh, the secretary of King Arando and mm-hmm. ask them to meet us at the aforementioned meeting point. I can't say any more. This is an unsecure sprite. I mean, ouch, but okay. Seems a bit personal, but all right. Um, okay. Are you sure you don't want to, like, I don't know, mention a crush you have or talk about how bad your day is? Anything like that? Just no? God, I hate, hate these sprite pads. <laughs> all right, fine. Okay. And he kind of goes back into the box and you hear this, this little chug and this small little crappy helicopter pops out of the box and he starts flying off with his letter. Oh, before I go. Kind of comes back. Sorry. Where is this person? In Tia, we're talking about, right? The camp we were with before? What is the point of these sprite pads if they don't even know where they're sending to? With all the magic in the world, can we not have something better than sprite pads? His Highness is in Tia. Okay, all right. I mean, don't be a dick about it. He goes, stops away and flies away. <laughs> He's in my contact list. What, the, what is the point of this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this little crappy helicopter starts just chugging away up into the skyline of Tia. I'm going to turn to the group and I'll say, whilst you were all resting the night before, the king and I arranged a meeting place. The Silly Sildred. It's another pub in Tyr. That's where we'll meet him or at least his his messengers. Great. Sounds like a plan. I don't know where that is, so I'm just going to follow you. The Silly Sildred, you know, Corvanus, is on the higher tier. It's not the highest tier, but it's on the higher tier, otherwise known as the second tier down from the highest. Which tier in Tyr is the Silly Sildred on? The penultimate tier. In Tyr. As you go higher in tiers, it becomes more wealthy and the gears get bigger, but become less populated and much more free space. It'll take about an hour to get to the monorail and then take that monorail to that tier. That'll cost everyone two copper. Like as a Justicar, do I get like uh, concessions? As a Justicar, you won't have to pay. You also get that back on purchases. (laughs) (laughs) Adventuring is a business expense. Can I buy a duck pond and put it for expenses? (laughs) Yeah. The higher tiers, for everyone who's not been to them, obviously you recognize them, Osric, because this is where you were. Mm-hmm. It is actually beautiful. It is fantastically beautiful. It is made of white. All the bronze is now white. It is incredibly pristine. It looks like it has a weird marble effect to the bronze that only essence can provide. Rather than the kind of back-to-back stacked crappy houses that you had in the lower gears, there's whole areas of park to play. There are no grass or green. They don't really have grass, but there are these big metal and stone areas there are people of affluent color unlike before where you saw only a few people with colored hair and it wasn't that many everyone here has got vibrantly colored hair everyone's got incredibly wealthy clothes it is the second height of the gear society as you're walking through the town you see a bunch of sprites just flying past and as you start walking into the silly sildred a sprite walks up to you and goes the silly sildred nice food service could be a bit better four out of five stars if you'd like to leave a review, please contact Sprite Yell. And then leaves. <laughs> so you walk in through the brightly coloured bronze doors. It's two metal giant, big enough for volley, deliberately oversized. And inside, it's quiet, it's elegant. A gnome comes up to you and goes, Why, hello, would you like a table? Or perhaps you are more into, and he splints his hand around and a glass pops in his hand. A drinking experience. Uh, good afternoon. Monsieur, we have a booking under the Justicar table. I understand, sir. Please follow me. Might I offer a nice glass of oil ale to whet the appetite? 
Uh, I'm okay, monsieur. I cannot speak for my colleagues, though. He leads you all. You go past the bar, through to the kitchen, and there is what looks like a normal wall. One second, please. And then when uh, someone's putting their pin into a machine, covers his hand, taps for a normal stone, the bricks break apart and open an entrance. Please, in your go, sir. I will just doff my cap to him. I don't have a cap, but that motion. And enter the room. Please, friends, follow me. His Highness should be waiting for us. Highness begins with H. Slowly walks through the door, expecting it to kick off. (laughs) Inside is a small room. It's a room where there's not much space other than the sofas built into the walls, and they're all around a giant round table that is a bit lower down. You have to step down to go to the sofas and the table, but there's not really much room for everything else. The shelves behind you. In the corner is a glass box with a sprite in it that you will know to be a radio and in it is a sprite who is just breathing into a giant horn and out comes different voices in the radio and music and so on. And occasionally the broadcast stops for a second and the sprite goes, <gasps> and then just, <laughs> then just flows back into the horn. And on it you hear, Welcome back to Chewing the Fat with Barnett. I'm Barnett, your host, and let's chew the fat. <laughs> so, reports are coming in all across tier of the attack on Unity today, the council still won't announce how many casualties they've been, or indeed if anyone of royalty from our delegations has been hurt. Frankly, I don't know about you, but I smell something suspicious. I'm getting tired of this censorship council. It's time to tell us the truth. If you're with me, please, with your sprite, hashtag chewing the fat with Barnett. I'm just going to reach over and slowly turn the radio off. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but we're the real voices. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> Bolly's head was like right next to the radio. I was listening to that. We don't need to listen to any conspiracies. So you all sat down. Almost a second after the door closes behind you, the door then opens and a guy walks in carrying a little sprite. And the sprite is carrying a large book with it. I'm sorry, we, uh, this guy appeared. You notice, guys, it's a different sprite to the one that you sent out. He's wearing little aeroplane goggles on his head, and uh, he's got a fantastic moustache. I have a package for one Melinda Redschnozzle. Oh, uh, that, that's me. Thank you. You're welcome. Please sign here. And he kind of gives you the world's smallest little signing pad. It's okay. I've got my own pen. Okay. <laughs> I'll like, do a little dot, I guess. <laughs> Just enough space on it to do a single dot. <laughs> Thank you. Here you go. And he hands you a book with a note attached to it. Great. Can I please read the note? It says, underscore, loving them summer vibes at Minerva College, Professor Ratley, who you know to be one of the professors you worked under while at Minerva College. The message reads, Melinda, reports of the attack in Unity Day have us concerned. No other operatives are available in the area. Report back any investigation or news you find. The college is very interested to understand who broke the peace. Attached, you will find a gift we hope you find useful. Great. I'm like really so happy. Like Melinda has obviously just died earlier. So she's having a kind of bad day. This is possibly the happiest you have ever seen her. Like since you've met her, she has been pretty worried or concerned most of the time. And yeah, she is delighted by this. She's going to put the note inside of, it's just a book, right? It's not it's just a tome, yeah. So I'm going to put that inside like it's um, a gift and that's like in the book to keep as a memento. Oh, wow, Melinda, did you get some good news? You seem really chipper. Yeah, this is from my uh, friends at the college. Uh, they're pleased with the work we're doing. And I, I got a book. I, I was nearly out of reading material, so I'm, this is, couldn't be a better time. I was Amazing. hoping to check out the library here, but I haven't had a moment's peace yet. 
before the guy closes the door, in will come Tura, and you see there are two black armored knights who stand outside guarding the entrance, and the door closes behind her. I got your message, Corvallis. Unfortunately, the king is too injured to come, and I decide to come on my own. I've left Une to defend him, as I do not trust. And she looks over at the brightly colored hair of Osric and Melinda. Apologies for saying this, but I do not trust the Council of Tyr to investigate this, and I do not know who is behind the attacks. Word has just come through to us, and she kind of sits down, does that thing that's kind of almost annoying, where they just kind of sit, and there's not really space for them, but she kind of sits down and pushes you kind of over without really acknowledging what she's doing. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> Word has come that... She takes a moment and sits. Lirana of Halar was on the Golden Galleon when it went down. Whoa. She's believed to be dead. <gasps> Melinda was like looking at her book mostly, but then as she hears this, she's going to be like, no, no, surely not. The attack gets worse and worse. We yet to find her body, but she was traveling back to a galleon when that ship went down. And honestly, I've, when I went by, I, there's such few pieces of anything. Um, well, she, she's, she's strong. She, She'll be, she'll be okay, Sh- surely. That's going to really shake things up if Lorana's gone. We believe we can give some positive news on these on on this darkest of days. Uh, we believe we have the evidence to 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 show you that this was this wasn't Tear, and it was in fact a an independent fanatic religious group supportive of Zigrus. I'm going to hand over the robe, Melinda. If you would be so kind as to give the letter to Her Royal Highness. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can look at it. Yeah, I just, um, and then I'm just going to copy it out so that then, and then give them the original. She looks at the sigil and instantly recognizes it as Zigris and then looks at the letter, takes a moment, takes a breath. Any idea who this H is? Unfortunately not. Your guess is as good as ours. Could mean Highness. Well, the delegations from Frosthaven and Lothel left very abruptly. We don't even know how many they lost or if they lost any at all. There are some that are saying they deliberately broke the peace. Shrugs. That's all I've got. His Highness. Your Highness. What would you have me do, my lady? I need to take my father back to Kirador and bury my brother. With my father out of action and my brother dead, I am now next to inherit the throne. I must look inwards if other cities are willing to break the peace. If it was an outside influence, maybe we can use this to try and keep the peace. But I'll need you to investigate further. Work with the Tyrian forces, but Corvanus, and I mean this, do not trust them. For we know this could have been their doing. I will get to the bottom of this, my lady. I, I do not believe it is them, but I will take your, I, I will take your words, of course, and f- follow them strictly. For the first time, as she stands up, Corvana, she hits you that for a woman who's known as being the laughing princess, she seems incredibly solemn. She stands up, nods her head at you, and looks at everyone else and goes, I thank you all for helping Corvanus in this matter, and I hope you will do the same. And then she puts down a bag of money. This is for your troubles. Have a meal on me. Anything you order from this silly Sildred is paid for by me. Corvanus, you will get your money the usual way, of course. And she's going to leave. The bricks open again. You see the two black knights. And as she leaves around the corner, they follow her. And that's where we'll end our episode. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Awesome. Woo. I got a book. I yes, got she did. a book. Yes, she did. That was good fun. That was really good fun. I only died once. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the first outro of 2021. I am joined by Alex Farr. And I am joined by Alex Wright. Double Alex's. That's right. It's a purely <laughs> Alex and Alex outro. It's pretty exciting times. How did you find the episode, man? 
um, stressful. It's always stressful <laughs> when I'm playing Osric and rolling my dice. <laughs> also on my face a few times, again and again. I've always got knives in and out of me. Yeah, it's actually very impressive. The consistent low dice rolls. Are... We joked about it at the beginning of the podcast because you do it in our group generally, and then the podcast just kept up the same. There was a time when I thought people liked me DMing for my storytelling ability, but now I realise it's just because I never kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I roll crits, which is the opposite. Which is Mal was pretty close to death again in this episode. So yours is an action film. Mine's more of a friendly stroll through the park. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about you tell the guys where they can find out more about Tabletop Vagabonds if they wish? You can find us on Instagram at Tabletop Vagabonds and on Twitter at Tabletop Vagabo One. And as always, please leave a review and feedback on your podcast catcher of choice. It helps us out massively, and we appreciate and read every single one of them. Yeah, we do. For those of you who have done it, thank you very much. And for those of you that haven't, take two seconds, leave us a review. It does massives for the uh, old SEO to get found by other people. (laughs) Uh, I believe that's the right terminology. I really don't know much about digital, but it helps us get found, and that's what's important. And a quick shout out for Matthew Birch, who is the sound designer who helped us out with some problems we had with one of the episodes. So thank you very much. He's great at what he does. If you have any sound issues you need fixed or need any sound design in general, you can get hold of him www.matthewbirch, that's M-A-T-H-E-W-B-I-R-C-H.co.uk. Thank you very much, man. And finally, while you are browsing the internet, why not check us out at tabletopvagabonds.com. You'll find links to our episodes on your preferred podcaster of choice. Absolutely. And there are little bios about the characters and the players themselves. It's got a little picture of Osric and, well, and real me, but you don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all from us today. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>